to the first episode of Coup and A. I forgot to tell ah. you that's my podcast name. <laughs> um, big reveal. What do you think? I can still change it. Do you like that podcast name? I like name? it. No, okay. that's, that's cute. All right. All right. Well, it's going to still be called Coup and A. <laughs> I'm with the beautiful Yvette Lu. She's a, a friend of mine. We met in an acting class. We're at a music studio in North Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, Yvette made the trek here from her um, residence. I probably shouldn't mention the city because she has a lot of adoring fans, I'm sure. But um, we are in for a treat, y'all. We are in for a treat because Yvette is awesome. So um, Yvette, really fast, um, I'm just going to say where we met. We met at an acting class in Leslie Kahn. And my first impression of Yvette is charisma you know there's just some certain people where you just meet and they have this magnetism i think it's what people call the x factor in actors wow. i think and i felt that from yvette through zoom so the x factor was very strong yvette did you feel that x factor from me by any chance i was feeling a factor <laughs> i'll take it i'll take it um but yes, Yvette has been seen in um, Foss Verdon. Is that how it's pronounced? <laughs> Fossey Verdon. Fossey Verdon. Yes. An Emmy-nominated TV show. That is true. I believe it got 17 nominations. You know more than I do. Wikipedia <laughs> is your best friend. Um, she has recently toured with Hamilton, right? That is true. Uh-huh. And she came from nyu yes not born and raised but uh trained yes <laughs> and yvette was born and raised in missouri nice st louis missouri yes all right well wow. let's get started on there then great okay st louis missouri not a lot of asian people i imagine uh not i mean not not none I would say. Okay. And, you know, like, had a different, like, a little community. My parents found a little community, and in my high school, there was a little community, too. They're probably, like, I, this could be highly inaccurate, but they're probably, like, 20 to 30 of us in a class of, like, 300. Pretty. So, pretty small. That, that's around the class I had in my high school in Glendale. That's, um, yeah, that's, like. Big enough where, yeah, you have a community, right, but it's not small right. where you're like, oh, I barely see right. anyone like me. And also, yeah. I feel like the feeling of the amount of people felt like more because I was in honors classes and, like, mm. you know, a lot of the Asian people were in the honors classes. So I spent a lot of my time with the Asian people. How many AP honors classes did you take your junior year? <laughs> so many, I can't even keep track. Shh. No. <laughs> I was definitely in... The AP classes, if they were an option. You know, I, I couldn't do all of the AP sciences, because you can't do all of them. I mean, I, I don't know. Most people did. I feel like you had to choose between, like, physics, chemistry, and bio. You could yes. do, like, two out of the three. Okay, but I couldn't okay. do all of them. How many AP tests did you get a five on? Oh, God, I don't know. Um, Probably none. 
Oh, Probably really? not. But well, five is really I, hard. Five yeah. is really hard. Really, really five hard. is like, yeah. you're perfect. You're right, right, right. I, that was not me. I was like smart enough and I worked hard, but I definitely was not like the genius. Yeah. You know, I wasn't one of those people that would just like not study and then right, ace right. everything. Right. I will say this and I'm curious. I think that Asian students, I rarely met Asian students that are like naturally smart. Most of the Asian students that I know that get good grades are very, very hard workers. Interesting. That's what I think makes them get good grades. Hmm. Would you agree with that? I would disagree with that statement. Like, I feel like I actually know a lot of Asian people that are just really naturally smart. Interesting. I mean, you know, it's not that they aren't able to work hard, but, like, they also, like, in addition to working hard, they are naturally smart. But then, like, sometimes they don't, and they're totally fine. Oh, yeah. I never seen those. Oh, <laughs> I never seen those. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And you're from California. Yeah. I went to, um, well, when I, when I said the, the high school I went to with the small Asian population, I was in Glendale, but I actually went to high school in La Crescenta, which had a 30% Asian community. Most of them Koreans. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Koreans work hard. Yeah. And all, and I don't know. I just saw that. Oh, they're not, cause I, I wasn't that good of a high school student. Mm. But I started working hard. That's when I got good grades. And I was like, oh, these guys aren't smart. I know. Nice. Dang, drummer. It's okay. I could... <laughs> Great timing. If you can't hear, if you can hear that, that's drumming going on in the next room. But I think I should be able to take it out in post. If not, wow, Yvette will just come another time for another <laughs> hour. Right? We're just going to do that? ADR in the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, so... I was like, oh, these Asian guys aren't smarter than me. They just put in the work. But who knows? Yeah. Maybe they are, they were also just very smart, too, and they just they worked hard. Yeah. 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 But also, you know, not all Asians are smart, and not all Asians work hard. You know, we're not a monolith, but... Yes. Yes, wow, that is true. Wow, these drums are just, like, seeping into my bones. I know. At least he's a good drummer, you know. Yeah, that's true. So better that's a bad drummer. Better than it's to be a bad drummer. Uh, anyways. Anyways. Going on. Okay. So you had an Asian community, so you weren't like, oh gosh, like I'm like the only Asian person. I feel so alone. Type no, thing. I would say like part of me, you know, wanted to isolate from the Asian people just because I was like, okay, yes. we all are in yep. classes together, and yep. like I didn't. Yep. Not that I didn't like them, because like I enjoyed them and they were my friends, but I didn't want. To be like always associated, like I didn't want to be associated yes. as like one of the right. eight. Like I wanted to yeah. be like Yvette. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. And I think um, I'm not surprised by that at all. You seem like a very, you seem very fair from from my interactions with you fair. and from what I've observed <laughs> in my Leslie Kong classes. For those of you that don't know, if you're in Leslie Kong, you have to rehearse three hours a day. And surprisingly, people actually kept to we it. We actually, you know, uh, <laughs> well, we, a group of us did. Yes, yes. And we didn't rehearse for all three hours, but we were together for mostly three hours. Mm -hmm. But from my observations, you seem very, um, man, I wish I can word things better. But you, you seem just fair. You seem very socially astute. And you seem very open-minded. Wow. And that struck out to me because most Asians like to stick with other Asians. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. For, like, a sense of belonging. Right. And 
Because that's what we all want. Right, we all right. Want so where did you develop that? I need, I want to diversify. I don't want to just be with, you know, Asian mm. people. Not that it's bad, but you know, I want to yeah, be yeah. open to other relationships. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting question. I've never thought about that. And about that's why. why I started this podcast. Wow. Cool and A. Cool and A. Um, hmm. I mean, therein lies the quest, the age old question like, is it nature or nurture? Mm hmm. Um, that's a good point. And that's really, I mean, I have to believe that that is partially nurture. Because I feel like I can't pinpoint a time when, like, I don't know. I grew up as a very shy kid. So I was going to say I can't think of a time when I, like, wanted to blend in. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know that I was very shy growing up. And I wonder if, like, becoming less shy kind of made me, like, you know, reject the idea of being shy and, like, blending. Mm. I feel like that's kind of giving myself too much credit, and mm. I feel like maybe it's just inherent in my DNA. Like, my mom is a very, uh, she's a big personality. Oh, okay. So I feel like maybe that's where that comes from, is just, like, this desire to, like, be loud and, you know, be the center of attention. Not that that's what she wants, but I think there is some truth to that as as anybody with a big personality. Right. Like is wanting some kind of attention and maybe that comes from my mom. Mm. I don't know. You uh, would you say you admire that quality of her having like cuz that that sounds she seems like a charismatic person. Mm -hmm. So is that a quality you admired? Yeah, I think, like, I do admire, it is a quality I admire. I think, like, with any person, relationships with parents can be complicated. So I think, like, like if you would have asked me as a kid, like, is that something you admire in your mom? I'd be like, no, because mm -hmm. she said a lot of, like, yep. she's, you know, she's Chinese, too. She, like, grew up in China, and Chinese people just kind of, like, whatever yeah yeah you yeah. know i won't say Koreans, that like yeah. all chinese people are the same or all asian people are the same yeah. but it is like her personality on top of that being part of the culture just okay. like made her like very loud and and say what's on her mind and i think that i sometimes felt embarrassed by that because yeah. i could see like the white people around my mom being like whoa like you're saying that that's yeah. you know they you Especially, know they're like yeah, being like then, yeah. whoa but also you're like, she's unique and, like, oh, it's funny in a way. Yeah. And, like, yeah. you know, so I think part of me was, like, embarrassed by that or wanted to protect her. But also, like, she's my mom and I love her and I, I admire her tenacity and, yeah. like, her boldness. Because I think my mom oftentimes, like, thinks that the rules don't apply to her. Which sometimes, oh. like, I really, like, in general, don't like people who think that way because I'm a rule follower. Mm. And um, I'm like, God, like, why didn't, why don't people follow the rules? Right. Like, it should be fair. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, sometimes you have to break the rules yes. to get what yeah. you want or, like, yeah. you know, be bold. So. Right. That was a long-winded answer. I don't remember no. what the question was. You, you're you're saying such profound things. Oh. And as you, I just think it's so funny that we have a drummer going on in the know. background. But um, <laughs> no, totally, totally. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Um, because another thing that I wanted to bring up was, so your mom seemed to have broken a lot of stereotypes 
regarding Asian people. Um, in terms mm, of mm, being mm. that bold, yeah. Yeah. you know, we're very Asian people are known to be very docile, I think, yeah. and very you know, stereo like yeah. stay, um, stay, don't bring too much attention to yourself and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. So that is another thing I did notice. It's like, oh, she. She's not just another, you know, Asian girl that I see. Like you, you're not. You're a very unique Asian person, mm. and I and, and I don't know if that, and that's uh, that's, I guess that's more of a, it's just something that struck out to me. Like okay, and also you know with the shaved head, not a lot of Asian ladies have shaved head it's or true. women in general. Right. So although I found out there is another Asian actress in. In Hollywood, she got a role I auditioned for. It's fine. I haven't watched it yet. You know, I'm not bitter. Oh, it's fine. There can be more than one Asian with a shaved head, but it is. Oh, she's a shaved broke head a little too. Bit. Oh my god. I know. I haven't even. I haven't even brought myself to look up who she is yet because I'm. I'm nervous. I don't want to have a re. Like I want to like be in a neutral space when I when I find out yeah. so that I can still root for her, but yeah. I don't think I'm ready yet. <laughs> I auditioned um, for a role recently too, and someone else got it, and I did. I ended up doing background on that project, mm. and I ended up talking to him. Oh wow! But I, never, I didn't. I didnn't say I auditioned for your role too, because that's awkward. You're just like plotting while you're talking. To you. You're like, I'm gonna get all the information. <laughs> Come and get you in the middle of the yeah. night. But it was funny because it was an Asian show, so mm-hmm. it was a lot of Asian backgrounds, and a lot of the other background actors actually auditioned for that role too. Wow! And some of them actually told him like, "Hey, I auditioned for your role as well." What? But I'm like, "Oh, that's just a little awkward." Yeah, that's a tricky yeah. situation. Right, right. I don't. I don't know how I would feel if I was him and people were like, "Yeah, I auditioned for your role." It's just like, but you know, you know, we're all friends here. We're all, you know, when one of us wins, we all win. Is what I'm, you know, what I'm trying to continue to tell myself. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard to believe. Yeah, it, it 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 stings, but you know, um, I think you have a very healthy mindset about it, and you you deal with those feelings very healthy, and you're not harboring any bitter feelings. So oh, thank you. you can't see it, folks, but if you're listening, I just gave you about a nice double thumbs up. <laughs> um, okay, so I did a little um little internet research, Uh-oh. and you had. You have an extensive dance background. I do. It seems like you entered a lot of competitions. Wow, you went like you went like deep. In, I mean, I guess I don't know if that's deep in the internet, but I just YouTube Yvette Lou, oh. and there's a lot of dance competition videos yeah, of you there from are. when you were like very young. It looked like you were like seven or like eight. <laughs> no, I was just little. Oh um, no, <laughs> I don't know how old I probably was in those videos, but yeah, I grew up as a. As a competition dancer, like what you see on Dance Moms, that's it's kind of what oh. I did. You know, their version of it is a little skewed, but did is that something you elected to do on your own, or did your parents kind of um, put that upon you? I think kind of both. Like my mom grew up doing gymnastics, and so she oh wow yeah like like gymnastics, and so she was really good, and I guess she didn't want me to do gymnastics because she was like this is dangerous and like yes you know like i don't want to put i don't want you to go through what i went through so they were like maybe if we do dance it'll be like a nice medium and that's safer and um like still enjoyable uh so yeah they put me in dance classes and then i started when i was like four maybe and just like did it all the way through 
uh, high school until I went to college. And a little bit in college, but not as much because I kind of pivoted, but... What made you... Did you ever consider majoring in dance in college? I mean, like, kind of, but also not. Like, a lot of... Like, I feel like the decision I was making in terms of dance when I was applying to colleges was either, like, okay, I, I'm i gonna go to college and choose something else, or I'm going to just, like, move to L.A. and, like, work commercially, because that's what, that's what a lot of dancers do in the commercial dance world because right. a lot of college dance programs are more modern oh. um, which is just like different stuff it's like concert dance i don't yeah. know if you're familiar but um, a little i was a cheerleader for two years ah. in middle school ah yes lots of experience i thought it was a hip-hop dance team that might was a cheerleader <laughs> yeah my mom thought it was hip-hop dance team but mm-hmm. then it was really fun so after the first year i did it again because i liked it I was and then I used, after that no more because I went to high school and I thought it would be embarrassing, but I was really flexible. I was able to do the splits for a very long time. Wow, so. what were you like a? Well, I mean, were you guys doing stunts in middle school? Do people? Do yeah, that yeah, that? I I was. Were you base? Yeah, I was base. We were flipping wow. girls. What in yeah. middle school? It was a very competitive private cheerleading club called Platinum All Stars. Wow. Yeah. It sounds competitive. Very competitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like it would be really elite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, well, you know, it's never too late to start back up. Well, and now I think, I don't know, I don't know if they have cheerleading clubs for 30-year-olds. I feel like there's adult activities for, like, most things. That's and it's true. funny because they, like, label them adult class. Like, there's, like, yeah. adult gymnastics classes. There's, like adult dance classes but you know what would get me if i joined an adult cheerleading group now is that when i was in middle school you know because i had to like touch like girls butts a lot but when i was so, when i, when I don't then, know where that was going <laughs> oh, 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 I, just had to touch. I know i say i get in trouble a lot for something anyways anyways mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it never occurred to me that's something that you have to be embarrassed about you know, because I was so young. Right. But now I think I will feel very awkward, which will make the person feel oh, awkward. Oh, in regards to touching right. people's butts. Yeah, because that's how you, as a base, you have to propel them right, up by right. pushing on their butt talks. Uh, you well, know. And, you, and you were so innocent at that time. You were like, this so isn't innocent. sexual at all. No. I, it doesn't have to be. It, oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be at all. But now the world corrupted me, so oh. now I know better. Or not so better, sorry. but I'm like, oh, now I think you know that'll better, be better. worse. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep on going. Keep okay. On keeping on. So, you chose NYU. Was that the only school you applied to? Did you apply to other schools? If it's not, is was that the school you wanted to go to? Because NYU is a great program. You it know, it's is. one of those schools where you're like, I went to NYU and like, oh shit, like, whew. Oh wow! You're probably really That's good. Reputation on the street. Yeah, and when I when I when you said you went to NYU, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Cause you bet you were really like I said when you when you acted, you can just tell someone that has experience. Wow. Someone, cause you were so natural. You were so such a great listener, and you can just tell, like mm-hmm. like oh shoot. Like, this person is very experienced or very skilled. Mm-hmm. So when I first saw you, I was like, 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if she has, like, a master's or something oh, in acting. A master's? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we also did our scene together. That was, we like, did. the first time anybody yeah. acted. Yeah. And then we were together. We were, we yeah. were. I was like, oh, yeah, this Asian guy. Yes. He's yes, doing his ma'am. thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, he's horrible. No, I really, <laughs> no, I really wasn't. I was like, oh, he's, like, listening, too. And, like, because you never know through Zoom, especially. And then also, because yeah. we hadn't, like, nobody had really chatted yet. So I feel right. like it was, I was like, yeah. oh, like, he seems like he would be nice. And, like, he actually listens. Yeah, it was very fun because Yvette and I did a scene. And they encouraged us to do some improv. <laughs> and I took in a lot of improv classes at a time. And I like to go really goofy but Yvette went with it and we just and I'm like okay well I'm not gonna stop now so I went even goofier thinking like okay she's gonna stop now but she kept going even goofier <laughs> and we just like changed the whole scene and then all the other people that was in our rehearsal was like what the hell is going on <laughs> like and it was really fun but anyways back to you NYU, was that oh, yeah. your number one pick? Oh, actually, it w actually wasn't. I applied for, like, a lot of different schools. Okay, for and, acting? Like, I, uh, so I, because I was applying, and I said I was going to pivot, right? Because I was like, oh, I'm not going to do dance. So I applied for, like, I think I applied for, like, 16 schools. Oh, wow. That's a lot. And probably, like, probably, like, a third of them was, like, just academics. And then another third was musical theater. And then another third was acting. You kept your options. Kept my options, because yeah. I didn't know exactly, because I had, like, started doing musical theater in, like, high school, middle school, and then I was like, okay, I kind of want to do this, but also, like, it would be nice to get, like, some acting training. Not that you can't musical theater, but it is, like, in a musical theater program, it's like you're doing three majors at once. Yes. Which is just, like, inherently you'll get less time for each one. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I applied for a bunch, and then at the end I was deciding between NYU, Northwestern, and USC. <laughs> And Those are all great schools. Yeah, all I, great I schools that Asian parents will be super happy yeah. about. Northwestern <laughs> seems like a very, very cool school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely felt that when I went, and it was like our tour guide was like a hipster. He's wearing like a beanie and just oh. like kind of artsy. I was like, ooh, like this is the vibe I want. Do I look like a Northwestern student right now? Honestly, like I would believe it. Yeah, yeah, okay. beanie, like kind of hip, you know, kind of artsy. Got the long hair going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's my why is he? Yeah, why does he look like on, that? You could be on the poster. For One, yeah. I don't like attention, so I I always do like this awkward, it's uncomfortable like a, pose it's like when someone's half, talking about half me. Half committed thumbs up. Yeah. But anyways, okay, wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I and do feel pretty baller when I say that. I'm like, yeah, oh, those, those are good schools. Very good schools. Yeah. And what were they all for acting then? It was all for acting, oh, but okay. like the other, Northwestern and USC, I got into their BA programs, which like, when okay. you apply for theater programs, it's this whole thing. It's like, are you going to do a BA or a BFA? Because yep. the BFA is like yep. more serious, yep. I guess. Yeah. It's just like more yeah. intense yeah. training. I was a music major, so there was a BA in vocal performance and a BM mm -hmm. in vocal performance and all mm -hmm. that. So yeah, the, the difference, yeah. yeah. I always forget that like you were in music. And I was a music for ed a long major. Time. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I, was, I went to school for a very long time for music ed, so... Yeah, I was a choir teacher. Yeah. Anyways, this is about you, this is about me. This yes. is about me. We yeah. can't we can't ask you any yeah. more questions. <laughs> um yeah, so then of like I think I was really on the fence, but then 
It was actually financial aid. Like, financial aid for NYU gave me the most money out of those three. Which is crazy, because, oh. like, NYU's so expensive, and they don't yeah. give a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but actually, I learned later on that, like, Tish, the art school at NYU, is, like, the most generous with their financial aid in, in terms of, like, all the other schools. I can't remember the reasoning, but I was, I mean, I'm not mad about it. So, because that was the best financial aid, my, my mom was like, okay, well, I guess, you know, like, you should just go visit, because I think at the time, I was like, I don't, I really wanted, like, a college experience with, like, a quad, mm. and, you know, people, I always imagine, like, having a quad and people playing frisbee on the quad. Yeah. I was like, I want that. Yeah. Did um, you get it in New York? Did they no. play frisbee in New York? Okay, because no. it's pretty cold. And... It's it's cold, and there's no grass. Exactly. I mean, there is in Central yeah. Park, but, like, okay. I, I didn't leave. The campus area very much but so yeah, i went to like sense, the yeah. accepted students weekend thing yeah went by myself and like met my mom's family friend and she picked oh, me up and okay. i like stayed with her and she just like sent me on the train to go down to the school and um it was just like doing the weekend by myself and i was like actually this is this is really nice and um you know chatted with some students and and heard about their experiences and I don't know, I was just kind of sold after that, and then I, I decided on NYU, and uh, I'm really glad I did. So you had an enjoyable experience. I did, It I wasn't did. cutthroat, it wasn't, like... No, I feel very lucky, because I was put in, like, NYU's acting program is pretty big, but they, it's broken up into different studios, and so each studio teaches its own method of acting. I was in the experimental theater wing. I saw Which that. Which is yeah. like a lot of it's 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 a lot of like physical acting, and they kind of work oh. from like the outside in versus a lot you know like a lot of studios are very um, intellectual and they you know ask a lot of questions and like analysis, which works for a lot of people. But I think for me, coming from like a dance background, was very helpful to go yes. like be very physical. You were probably very comfortable. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. And. Um, don't know what that Someone's was sorry <laughs> um yeah so and it's it's like a lot it's like it's like honestly filled with like a lot of hippies and activists which uh oh okay yeah yeah like a lot of a lot of people are like artist activists um and want to yes. do like um like serve underprivileged communities or you know do art that is like political um you know not everybody is but i think that's like if you had to like stereotype Yes. The studio, which, like, right. I had just never really been exposed to growing up in the suburbs in St. Louis mm. around a bunch of white people. Right. I was like, right. what is activism? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So that really opened my eyes up to a lot. And um, in addition to the training, just, like, the world and, like, it was, there were so many international students in that studio, too. Oh. And um, it was, I mean, it was amazing. It's also a lot about, like, devising your own work and, like, finding your own voice. Um, Would you say that... The training you got, Tish, was the most influential acting training you've got since you decided to pursue acting? Ooh, that's such a good question. I mean, yes. Okay. But I think, you know, I don't know if, like, it's necessarily the things I learned there that I carry with me every day now, but it kind of set the foundation for the actor that I am. And, like... You know, kind of created a map for me to like step into the world of acting because I'd never really gotten real acting training before that. Like I was in like drama classes in high school, but you know, you're sitting down and they're just they're, like teaching you like what are given circumstances and like what's your objective, mm. which are important. Um, but it wasn't like you know intense acting training. 
Right. So I think, like, it really, like, I don't want to say stripped down because they don't do that. They kind of just, like, te- teach you to accept who you are and, like, use that and move forward with, like, being who you are and not be scared to make mistakes. Okay. And be weird. Right. That's good. Uh-huh. That seems like it's a very freeing experience. Very freeing. I took a, um, my freshman year in high school, I was in drama class as well. Only class in any, in an academic setting that I got an F in. <gasps> you, they gave you an F in drama class? First semester, I got an F. Second semester, I got a 70%, which is a C. For the final, everyone put on a play, but he had me go to the back patio uh-huh. and spray paint a table black and that was my final what yeah this sounds like a strange drama class he really didn't like me what the heck racist uh well <laughs> no. he he no. it seemed like he had issues but i was very quiet and i dressed like a gangster a little bit because every you know back then was when the gangster culture was very popular still mm. so i was quiet gangster culture uh, it was just like a gangster. And it was a new school for me, so I was very shy. But I think he took that as, oh, this guy as, like, is indifferent, dangerous. doesn't care. So oh, he thought I was... And I talked really, really monotone back then. Oh. Really monotone. So he probably thought I was trying to, like, disrespect him or whatnot. That's my guess. Dang. And but I feel like as a, as a teacher, and specifically as a drama teacher, like, it's almost your job to reach that, like you know, the the isolated communities. Because I feel like, especially drama, is, like, where outcasts go to feel like they belong. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... You know, I was a teacher, too, so I understand, because sometimes you get kids that are forced to be in electives, and they hate mm, it, and you're like, okay, that's well, fair, that's fair. I don't blame you, but still, I, I, I don't know what right. to do with you, you know? Did you, what age did you teach? High school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess what would you have done if you, as a high schooler, were in your class? Would you? How would you interpret it? Well, I mean, I wouldn't. He, what he did was he just made the assumption uh-huh. and then just treated me as such mm-hmm. from the first impression. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I always made an effort to try to make it fun for them, right? And give them, you know, multiple chances to to um. Like, show up. To show up and contribute some way, you know? Yeah, yeah. But for him, it, it was just kind of like, oh, this guy. Right, right. You know, Didn't stay open. Exactly. But, you know, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah. Okay. So, you graduate from NYU, and I believe you get Hamilton right after you graduate, or during your last semester? It was during my senior year. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So I like, you know, I I went to New York and I feel like there I got, I I had the impression I was like I want to get my degree. I want to finish school and I don't want to be distracted by like auditioning cuz I feel like I want to get the training, right? I was like I've never had acting training. I I'm paying oh, for it. Okay. So and like I don't want to come back to school when I'm 30. So like let me get my degree. You you took training very seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, you know, some studios had rules. They were like you can't audition in the right. real world. You know, my studio never said that, but I think they encouraged us like, "Hey, focus on your training." Um USC has that rule. You can't audition. You can't audition. You can't get rep. 
I know really? a lot of students do it under the table. Right. But if they get caught, then they'll get in trouble. But, like, what, you know, what is the school going to do? Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, but I know that they, like, it, it's, like, in the syllabus or whatever saying you can't audition. What? So they you, might kick you out or something? I, I don't know if they'll kick you out, but I do know that, because I worked on some USC student films that, um... There are repercussions. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what kind of repercussions. And I know a lot of students do it secretly. Wow. But they will say something if they find out. That's so scary. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like that just instills fear and... I don't know. That's why I love my studio. Just because it's like... It was... You know, it was... There was always, like, encouragement. But it, I don't think it ever, like, reached outside of the studio or like like they weren't trying to impose an okay. ideology on you okay you know yeah. it's like it's like we're gonna teach you acting and we're gonna teach you what we believe right like we're not gonna tell you who to be as a person yes yeah it's um, like micromanaging right yeah. right which you know i guess would work for some people you know some people just need to be like cleansed and like yeah. rebuilt up but, yeah but that's why i love my studios because yes. they like really encourage the individuality yeah, yeah, yeah. and uplift that right yeah sounds like a great studio yeah i wish yeah. i went there recommend it for everybody oh there's only nyu like... give us an ad <laughs> <laughs> there's only supposedly like i don't know like a handful like less than five places i might be exaggerating in the world or in the u.s i don't remember but that like teach what they teach oh so it's like very oh yeah it's pretty unique but but they treat teach like a variety of different styles okay to me i'm going on a tangent but to me the most influential well, of it was grotowski training so if anybody ever wants to get grotowski training i highly I, recommend yeah. it for everybody i never heard of grotowski but i will say this to all the listeners, to the millions of <laughs> listeners on this podcast, yes. Yvette is a wonderful actress. Aww. So if you're a high school student or a community college student, and I'm looking at the mic, yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. why. Talking um, to you. Yeah, then NYU, the experimental theater program, might be something theater you're... Yes. Theater wing you might be interested in. But also, you know, because NYU is expensive, and I, don't, I would never be like, hey, you guys, you should spend a quarter of a million dollars yep. here. Yep. But... Grotowski training can be found for cheaper than a quarter of a million dollars, which I think is really, really good training for anybody. Yep. Wow. That's what I have to say about that. There we go. Uh, well, so you were, um, you got Hamilton your senior year, but you wanted to focus on your training. So did yes. you tell them, like, I don't want to go on tour this year? Well, no, I... Well, I said that all that to say, like, I didn't do any auditioning, really, my first three years. And okay. then, like, finally my senior year, I was like, okay, maybe I can, like, start auditioning. And so I had a friend I had worked with over the summer, and they were like, hey, there's a Hamilton audition. This was, like, right before senior year started. And I was like, okay, okay you know what? Like, I'm just going to go. I had, like, looked at the tour. I was like, oh, the tour comes to my hometown. That's pretty cool, too. And I was like... That would be crazy, but, like, I'm not going to get it. I'm just going to go to the audition and, like, you know, just do it for the experience. What was the audition process? Uh, so we started going to an ECC, which is an equity chorus call. And that is, I had already joined the Union of Actors Equity Association, which is, like, the theater union. 
um, and because I worked at the Muni, which is in my hometown. It's like a summer oh. theater, and so a lot of people do like summer theater to get their equity card. Got it. Um, and just like get experience too. Yeah. But I, since I had my card, I could just show up to that audition and like they have to see you. They have to see you audition. Versus if you're not in the union, you could show up and they'd be like, actually, we don't have time for non-union people. Got it. But like if you show up to an equity audition with your equity card, they have to see you. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so yeah. because I had that, you know, I went to the audition and um, it was a dance audition. So okay. they just like kind of see you dance and then freestyle dance no they'll like teach you a little combo from okay. the show oh okay okay yeah and then after, but on the spot on the spot it's, yeah, they okay. give you like it's like 40 minutes i'd say they teach you a dance combination and then you do it in little groups how long is the dance for you um, yeah that you have to learn in 40 minutes it's probably minutes. like somewhere between four to eight eight counts four to eight counts. i don't know if that oh no you're in music you know but like, but like one, two, three, yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we did, we did like, my shot. So okay. I think probably, probably, like, a verse and a chorus. Oh, it's long. Yeah, I guess that is kind of long, isn't it? I'm taking a hip-hop dance class right now. Wow. Because I'm so stiff. Yeah. And a lot of the commercial auditions, they want you to, like, dance for, like, 20 seconds. I'm just like... Really? Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't get a lot of those. Re so. Well, if... Well, if you did, then you're, you'll be you'll be awesome at it. But I, I took it, and it, it's so hard to learn the choreo in an hour. Like we try to learn like yeah. a thirty second choreo in like an hour, and I still can't yeah. do it. Yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. like a it's a muscle. In its yeah, it's, so, it's like sight reading. You know, like yes, that's true. Yeah. But that so would you say that's a very intense addition then that portion that dance portion yeah i mean i guess it's you know i because i grew up dancing like i did this all the time for like 20 years what I happens if just, you just forget in the middle you just you know you do your best and like it happens to everybody too like you could be you're a professional and people just forget because you're cramming so much information in like 30 minutes but you you know you forget you just like pick up again wherever you can and... oh so you stop and then go back in you don't like improvise a dance you number. could i mean okay. i think everybody's kind of got a different method okay. of you know like and and some people i think a lot of people's mindset is just like you know shit's can i curse oh yeah 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 you could curse i cursed <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. earlier yeah like, shit's gonna happen and so you know you just like it's like how you hand it's like in life like how it's not about it's not about failing it's about like how you deal with the aftermath <sighs> Right? So, like, as long as you, you know, I think that's part of what they're auditioning, too, is, like, do you have the resilience after oh, messing up to keep going? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So, you have that dance portion. Had that dance audition, and then normally they'll, like, they'll be like, hey, great job, everybody. We're going to keep uh, this person, this person, this person. Oh, wow. And we're going to have you guys sing something. So, that means people that weren't asked to do that is cut. No, not oh, necessarily. Oh, it's just oh, like, okay. because they're looking for so many different positions that like, they might be like, oh, I really like this person, but um, we don't need somebody who looks like that right now. But like, they're in the art, like if you show up to an audition, they're going to keep you in an archive of sorts for forever. So like, mm. I don't think that day I stayed to sing. Oh, but then okay. after that, I went, I think I came back to sing like another day. But were you like, oh, shoot, I didn't get it when they didn't ask you to sing? I don't know. Honestly, I might be remembering this wrong. I might have sang. I might have not. They might not have asked people to sing. 
Oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, okay. My, my long-term memory is not good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, okay. um, so I basically, like, did that audition, then I think I sang another time. What song? What did I sing? Yeah. I think the song I used was Alone by Heart. Heart by Alone? No. Alone by Heart. Oh, Heart? Is that a, what, when did that There's song like come a, out? It's like a rock song. Oh, a, a modern rock song? No, it's like... 80s, oh wow, there? that's an I, I would say that's a pretty interesting choice for a Hamilton edition. Would you agree with that? Because it's Hamilton's more like hip hop, so they would probably expect Hamilton like R and B or something. Kind of like every every genre. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, they just ask you like sing a pop rock song. Oh. Pop okay. slash rock. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But I think I I did the dance audition, came back to sing another time. Came back for another dance audition where we like learned different stuff. Mm. Then maybe came and sang again. I don't remember. And oh. then I did this boot camp, which is like they basically like hire you for a week and you come in and like wow they would like they cast like each of us in positions in the show and like watched us learn like five different numbers from the show. So it's very extensive. Pretty extensive. Yeah. Is that normal for a theater? No. Okay. No, I'd yeah. say like only I. I want to say I might have heard of other shows doing it, but Hamilton, like... Well, especially because back then, it was probably, like, blowing up. So they yeah, really, yeah. really wanted to do well. For yeah. sure. For sure. Um, now there's, like, so many companies, and I think they... Yeah. But back then, it was, you know, not a lot of people had done it before, so they don't know. Um, just a very specific skill set. Yeah. And yeah. at the time, I was, like... They cast everybody in these roles, and then they double cast me and another girl in the same role. So I had to, like, learn things on the side a little bit, and then we would, like, switch in. At the time, I was like, what the fuck? Like, oh. I was like, they're not going to see me work, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Little did I know, it was, like, a test, basically, to be a swing, which is what I was. So they don't tell you these things? No, no. And, you know, I don't think they're, yeah, no, they don't tell you these things. I think it's just to be like, oh, can they do this? So can they pick it up on the side? It's you had this extensive audition. Mm -hmm. You're probably thinking like, man, did I get it or not? Do you get a call or an email or? It's a. How did I find out? I got a call. <laughs> I got a call. Unknown number. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I didn't have reps at the time, so then they oh, just like wow. called me directly. Oh, so the other people that were auditioning had reps. I think, like, probably not all of them, but a good amount of them. Shh. Yeah. Talented. <laughs> Talent was your rep. Talent was my rep. Was your rep. manager. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so you got the call. What did they say? I don't remember, but I just know that, like, they called, and then I hung up the phone, and I just, like, cried on wow. my... I was on my bed. I had, like, just woken up, and then I cried on my bed for an hour, because I was... This was, like, right before Thanksgiving of that year, and I was planning to do my, my school year through the end of the year, and rehearsals would start in January, so I wouldn't be able to do my last semester, which is, like, also this huge culmination in my studio. It's in the Experimental Theater Wing. It's, like, where you do put up your own yeah. show, basically. Like, you write it, direct it, create it, yeah. produce it, everything. And it'll be with your class that you went to the And you'll be with your class, and, for, like, yeah. yeah, so it's, like, you grow up those four years in school going to see the senior projects, and you're, like, oh, I'm gonna do one of those one day. I'm gonna do one of those one day. And then I was, like, what do I do? Like, oh, so you cried because you were worried. I was, I was like sad oh. and like, I just it was like overwhelming, and I was like, I, 
you know, I didn't have reps. I didn't have, like, very much professional experience. I was like, what is happening? Wow. Yeah. So, you you were happy you got Hamilton, but you were also very conflicted because you wanted to finish your training and put on put this really awesome combination project together. Yeah, and they called me and told me I was a swing. What? So, was that a... Is that something that that uh, affected your decision? I mean, at the end of the day, no, because I ended up saying yes. Right, right. But, like, I think, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, a swing is somebody who is part of the cast, but they're not in the show every night, and, like, they cover... The swings in Hamilton, at least, cover all of the ensemble. So it's really hard. Yeah, so, like, I I would cover five ensemble women, and, like, on any given night, you could jump into any one of those roles. Holy cow. Um, and you saw Hamilton. Like, it's just, yeah. like, all over the place. There's not really, yeah. r- not always rhyme and reason happening in the choreography. So uh, you're just jumping in? Yeah, basically. And, you, you know, we rehearse a lot, but it's, like, they could call you, like, an hour before the show and be like, hey, we need you to do this track today. And you're like, I just did the other track yesterday. And they're like, we need you to do this one. Well, what do you do if you aren't too familiar well, you are familiar because it's your job. Oh, oh, but you have to do a lot of work outside that. You have to do a lot of work, and, like, the swings are in rehearsals a lot. During yes. the day, during the week, when, like, the, the onstage cast is resting, like, we're in rehearsals, and so we could be, have been in rehearsal for five hours that day, and then they ask you to do the show that night in a different position than you rehearsed uh, in. Do it's, swings get paid a little more? A little more. They get okay. paid like ten percent more than the ensemble. Okay. Okay. So yeah. It's, so okay, it like yeah. it adds up. Yeah. But it but is still, a lot yeah. of work, and I think like, you know, some shows just have less choreography than Hamilton does, and Hamilton has a lot of choreography. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's a very. It was a very conflicting feeling. Because Hamilton is such a huge show, and people yeah. have so, oh, yeah. people get so excited about it. Oh my it. gosh! But then, like, not being on stage all the time too was like, you know, like we we performed in LA for five months when I was yeah, on tour. Yeah, yeah. And like a bunch of celebrities would come see the oh, show, wow. and like then they would come backstage and like meet the cast, and it was like, I remember I like I had so many feelings about it just because I was like I was really excited and like I felt really proud, but also at the same time. They would come backstage and, like, say good job to everybody. And then they'd see me and they're like, who are you? Like, I didn't see oh, you in the show. no. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, yeah. I'm in the cast. But also I don't want to be like, yeah, I'm in the cast, but you didn't see me. But, like, you know. So it's, you know. And this is, this is obviously, like, this is, like, a really privileged, like, thing to be worried about. But very it, understandable, It was, yeah. like, so, you know, in my little, like, post-grad self, too. It was just, like, not, you know, not super knowing of who I am or like, mm. you know, who I am as an artist or the person. And like, I just graduated college and having a post-grad funk, but like not even living in the city with all my other friends who are also post-grad. And I was the youngest person in the cast at the time. Oh, what, how, may I ask how old were you I was, at the time? I was like 23, I guess. Oh yeah. That's... I guess. And there were a couple other people who were just about my age. Um, but like, but still, that's pretty. Yeah, just to, right out of college. Right out of yeah. college, and like not really having worked professionally, right. 
So it was like a lot of, and I missed my friends and I was sad because yeah. I, you know, I didn't get to like yeah. do my project, but also excited for this opportunity. So was it like when they called you, was it a no, even though you had all these thoughts, was it a no brainer? Yes, I'm going to do it. Or did you say like, I need some time to think about it? It was not a no brainer. Like I oh. definitely um, was like tormented about it for a while. Ultimately, like my, my department head for the ETW program, like I... You know, I chatted with her about it for a while, and, and she's like, Yvette, you, you know you have to do this, right? Like, she's like, you have to go. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what about my indie? Because the indie is the product. I was like, what about my indie? She's like, you can come back and do an indie when you're 30. Like, she's wow. like, you're fine. Like, she's like, you need to go do this. So she wasn't, like, offended or anything? Like... Not at all. And she was so supportive. Like, I was, because I, you know, told her throughout the audition process, because I had to miss some school. Oh, yeah. And, um, oh. for that boot camp. And she was just, she was so supportive about wow. it. Like, she was just like, that's really awesome. Congratulations. And, and was really rooting for me, which, like, I've, you know, I felt so thankful for. Just because it was, sometimes I felt like this guilt in school and being an ETW having been a musical theater person because I feel like they're, they're kind of on opposite spectrums in a way because musical theater is like very commercial and like very right. you know about the spectacle and showy and like ETW is so like about authenticity and truth right. and like changing the world being who you are and like saying like almost rejecting the yeah. commercial theater world yeah you know I think uh, that's an exaggeration because like I think there is an appreciation for all of it on all sides yeah. but I think I felt that sometimes because I was like well I do really love musical theater but I also really love this other side of myself that I hadn't discovered until I went to ETW so I was worried that like she wouldn't be supportive when I told her about it but she was so supportive which like ultimately made me feel comfortable saying yes yeah. and like you know missing out on my my last semester because she believed in me and and wow. knew like you know you're gonna this is gonna bring you a lot of opportunities and you're gonna have plenty of chances in the future to like tell your own story like yeah. you can take this opportunity to launch you into the world yeah um yeah so when you tell people you were in hamilton like or even like casting directors or when you were trying to find rep was that like a whoo like a very like oh wow you were in hamilton yeah it okay. was which i feel really lucky about because i feel like it, it's never gotten me a job okay but it's opened a lot of doors for me it just kind of like gives credibility to who i am i, I think especially yeah. in la where there are so many people trying to be actors who yeah. are just like you could be just somebody off the street who like is scary but, um, which is why I think there's so many, there's so much gatekeeping in LA, just because, like, so many people try to be actors. Oh. And so, it, you know, it kind of weeds people out to, like, have to have a rep to get an audition and have credibility. So I think I felt really lucky in that Hamilton's just kind of given me that credibility. So people yeah. give me more opportunities. Right. Well, speaking of that, not only was Yvette in Hamilton, but she was also in the ABC Diversity Showcase. That is true. Yeah. And was that during Hamilton? That was actually in the pandemic. I was supposed to be doing Hamilton that year. Yes. Um, in like in March 2020, we were going to open, and then the pandemic happened, and I auditioned for the showcase in like April or May of that year. So I wouldn't have been able to do the showcase that year if I was still doing Hamilton. 
Right, right. Yeah. So that also worked out really well for me in terms of timing. What is the ABC Diversity Showcase? Yeah, it has now been changed to I think I think it's like the Disney Television Showcase. Okay. Um but it's basically like ABC casting, I guess now Disney casting, puts um they put on a showcase every year of and they audition a ton of actors. Um but it's it's basically to give it started off as the diversity showcase to give underrepresented communities exposure mm. to industry people. Yeah. It has since not been called the diversity showcase because I think they don't. I could be pulling this out of my ass. I don't remember where I heard this, but I think it's because they don't want to be like people to view it as like people only getting this opportunity because they're diverse. Oh. Okay. Um, so it's kind of, you know, I think they do try to cast people of diverse uh, communities but okay. it's not you know now it's just like a talent showcase okay but still very competitive still very competitive yeah 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 and so they'll like ca- like audition a bunch of actors and then they cast the group and then they'll like write right. scenes yeah, for the yeah, actors yeah. that they think will showcase them in a way that's good for the industry and okay. for them to get work and yeah. like it used to be in a theater in North Hollywood. Right. Um, which sat like 400 people. And then the oh, first year so in 20... Yeah. yeah. But then in 2020, it was the first time they did it digitally. Right. And so we were able... We did a digital showcase and people from both coasts were able to come. And like, I think they had more than a thousand people watch our night. And then it was also available like after that date. So the exposure was really amazing. Um, and it just kind of... It, like, jumpstarts people's careers, I think. Um, and not, you know, I haven't booked any TV work since then, but I've definitely seen my auditions increase. Oh, and, like, wow. And, like, it's helped me kind of, it gives me, again, another, like, check of credibility to be like, oh, you're vetted by Hamilton and you're vetted by the ABC <laughs> Showcase. Um, so it's just like, oh, this person is trustworthy. We can send them auditions and, like, actually consider them for roles. When did you get your reps? Was it after Hamilton or after ABC Diversity Showcase? It was actually during Hamilton. Oh. Because the first year of Hamilton, we did five months in San Francisco and then five months in L.A. And those five oh. months in L.A., I was like, okay. I That's when I kind of started thinking, like, I think I might move back here. I think I might do the film TV route. Let me try to secure some reps so that I can start auditioning. Or yeah. at least be, like, ready to go when I yeah. move back. And, um, yeah, I just, like, I reached out to a bunch of friends to be like, hey, would you feel comfortable referring me to your agents? Mm. And that's how I got my, uh, agent. And oh. I'm still with them today. Okay. And, um, but you got your manager, I believe, from the ABC Diversity Showcase. No, I actually got my manager before I did the showcase. Oh. Um, and that was, like, right after I left the Hamilton tour and moved to L.A., uh, it was probably like a year afterwards. Uh, another friend of mine like referred me to his manager, and oh, we hit it off. And, okay. Yeah, and still with her too now. So, friendship is important. Friendship is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's important to be nice to everyone. It is, but in a genuine way. You're right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, did you have people come up to you where you felt like they were not being genuine? They're trying to, like, forge a relationship 
for um, selfish reasons? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yes. Yeah, I think, um... Like, how would you... How would you go about networking genuinely? Like, if I was, if I was like a... Mm. Like a cool actor friend or like a cool actor guy yeah. at a theater. Theoretically. 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 You were cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, theoretically. Like, let's say you, you're like, because you're, so you're, let's say um, people that are trying to network right now, because mm-hmm. networking is important. I'm it really is. bad at it. But um, let's say you want to genuinely network with someone. Yeah. If I was that cool actor guy you wanted to network with, how would you approach it? Like, I'm at a bar smoking a cigarette. Ugh. I mean, that's hard because I don't do that. Oh, you don't? <laughs> I, you know, I like, I will quote unquote network with people, but I'm not going to like approach a random person I've right. never met. I can't do that either. Because yeah. no matter what, they're going to probably think yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I think the only way I will do that is like if I, you know, if I know somebody who knows somebody who who, who knows the person I want to connect with. And I'm trying to think about if I've ever actually done this i think like i okay in that specific situation i would probably just like be like hey could you introduce me to your friend and then i would just well i uh... honestly probably wouldn't do that in real life but, yeah like, yeah theoretically right, for right, a person right. who does that kind of thing yeah um and then, like, you know, just have a conversation and not try to force anything beyond yes. what yes. feels natural. Yeah. Because I think my version of that is, like, I... What's annoying and great about L.A. as an actor, or any artist, I feel like, is that, like, no matter where you go, you're kind of networking, even without, like... Oh. Like, any social thing you go to what is low-key networking. Because I feel like any gathering I've ever gone to in L.A., there's at least one other person in the industry. Oh, like an agent, casting an director, agent, casting actor. director, another actor, or like even like another musician or mm. producer, like anything. And I feel like the way to authentically do it is to just like live your life the way you normally live it, but just like be a good person. <laughs> so that like you can make a good impression regardless of where you are. You know, because you never know who is who. You never know who isn't in the industry now, but could be in the industry later. Or was in the industry, isn't in it now, and then might return to it three years later. Mm. Which is not to say don't, like, wear yourself thin, like, thinking about, like, everything I do is going to impact my career. But I think just making sure you're going about the world in a positive way and, like, treating people kindly. <laughs> Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And never like writing anyone off as like, oh, you're not important to me, so I'm not gonna talk to you. Yes, yes, yes. That's true. I think um, I have. I can definitely tell sometimes that people. Some are are kind of like, what what can they do for me? Yeah. And if I don't see any value, then yeah. I don't want to waste my time. Right. Yeah. But, you know, back to a brighter topic. You were on the 17 times nominated Emmy show, Volsi Verden. Yeah, Volsi Verden. Volsi Verden. Volsi Verden. Volsi Verden? Volsi Verden. So it's German. Yeah. Volsi Verden. Volsi Verden. 
what was that like? How'd you get that, and what was your experience like That's on that? That's honestly also kind of a crazy story. <laughs> well, it's not it's not that crazy, but it's kind of cool. Um, because the creative team was the same creative team as Hamilton. Oh, so I heard about the project, wow. and then I was like, I guess they were, like, auditioning, and I was in D.C. at the time with a tour. So I was like, I think I had heard that, like, one of my other friends was going to the audition. I was like, why don't I, why don't I have an audition for this? Later on, I find out it's because my agent doesn't do dance auditions. Ah, but, like, at the yes. time, I was like, oh, I want to do this dance project because I, I feel, you know, I feel qualified. I'm a dancer, but it's also in film and TV, which is where I want to be right. working. And so I was right. like, this sounds like, a, sounds like a great, you know, transition point, especially because I know the team. So I was, like, kept trying to get an audition from my agent and, like... You know, just wasn't getting a response, and um, because because they don't do dance right, right. But um, it was also the weekend, so like, and I didn't know how to like talk to my agent at the time. Yes. Like, we hadn't really had yes. built a relationship yet. Okay. So I think it was like that. That that Monday was a travel day for tour, so I was going to New York anyway. I was like, okay, let me Ooh. let me try to get an audition. Didn't get one. Oh, okay. So I was like, I guess, you know, I guess this is done. I don't need to do it. Or I think, no, driving to New York, I emailed the choreographer, who I've oh, never emailed before. Oh, wow. I was like, That's I'm just, a bold I move. Which, like, I'd spent a good amount of time with him because okay. he taught the boot camp and also he he was there right. when we, like, put up the show. So we have a relationship. But you took initiative. I took initiative. And That's I was like, I've never yeah. emailed him before. Yeah. My friend was like, do it, just do it, do it. <laughs> So yeah. I emailed him on the way to New York, um, just being like, hey, I heard this audition is happening, wondering if I could get in, if not, no worries. Just, like, never heard from him. And oh, then, shoot. So I, and then my agent responded that day, it was like, hey, we can't really get you this audition. Something like that. I don't know. And then, so I gave up, and then we were in Boston by that next day. And then I was doing the show, I was on stage those nights, and then, like, I think it's, like, the second day we're in Boston, I get an email from a casting director that's like, you have an audition for Fosse Verdon tomorrow at 11 a.m. In Boston? <laughs> in New York. Oh. oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. So what I'll... do I do? Right. Um. So I ended up, like, I, I want to say maybe they, oh, no, they gave me, like, the later slot at first. They gave me, like, the 2 o'clock slot, and I was like, and I didn't see the email until, like, no, they actually didn't email me until, like, 10 or 11 p.m. It was like, oh. you have an audition for this tomorrow at 2 p.m. And I was like, oh, Holy my cow. God. You had to go to New York from Boston yeah. in pretty and much like, 14 hours. When I got the email, I was just, like, sitting there. I was, like, ah, I was, like, having a drink. Yeah. We were at a bar. And then I was, like... Well, now I'm backtracking. But what had happened? I think the email came at like 6 p.m. I was like, I can't do this. There's no way. But like, let me see if I can switch the time to earlier. So then I was like, but I probably won't be able to. So I was just like, I'm not gonna do it. And then 11 p.m. they respond back. They're like, sure, come in at 11 a.m. tomorrow. I was like, <laughs> just had a drink in hand. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. So I like oh. run home, pack a bag, book a train ticket for like 5 a.m. Get to New York by like. 10 a.m. I want to say, do oh, the audition, wow. take a train back to Boston, and then I'm on stage that night. Fuck. But, like, I'm at the audition, I see the choreographer, he's like, hey, Matt, how you doing? Like, you still on tour? You know, just like, wow. I was, 
like he never responded to me, but he told the casting director like, "Hey, send this, send them an audition," and I ended up booking it. And like I, you know, was still on tour, but I got those days off from work. I flew in, oh, worked wow. those days, and then flew out. But it was a really great experience. Like it was my first time on a like a yeah, big scale seventeen TV times set. Emmy nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I to bet. like see you know see Michelle Williams and Sam Rockwell working. I was like, wow, this is like the big leagues, and and I really, I really loved it. So I was like, okay, this is, I think this is like the path for me. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's the definition of hustle right there. Yeah. You took a, a tr- book the train ride in like five hours. Yeah. Took it out for like an edition that you don't even know if you're gonna get, and then took a train back to go on stage. Wow. Yeah. That was pretty well. I'm pretty proud of that story. Yeah, that's like, a great story. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We yeah. we are cutting this short. I wish I just have one last question because I, I think this will be I've very interesting. No, 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 no. This is great information. How do you cultivate a relationship with your reps? Ooh. <laughs> I mean. I feel like I'm still trying to ask that question, but I think, I think it depends on your rep. I think it's important to find a rep that you vibe with mm. before even signing with them. Right. And I think like, you know, showing initiative and like that you're doing your mm. own work outside of what they're doing. Okay. With, and like, I don't know. I th- valuing what they do, but also like asking for what you want. But also such letting it happen balance. naturally. Yeah, it's like, such a... Yeah. yeah, and I think it's going to be case by case because I feel like I've sent emails to my agent that other people have sent before and we've both gotten very different responses. Um, so I think it's just a matter of, like, again, going about it genuinely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, with my, my manager, I have a closer relationship with, but that's cause, just because we chat more. She's more hands-on than my agent, which is, like, inherently part of her job. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are able to chat about, like, other things outside of work. My agent, we... If we ever chat on the phone or in person, it's, like, very... Normally about work. Um, but I think, like, I do try my best in, like, any email I send to just, like, add a little bit of my personality into there. Oh, um, okay. Just to be like, this door's open for, like, a more casual relationship. Right. I don't know. Like, that's a hard one. It is, but you, I think you brought up a great point. It's that they're people, too. Yeah. So you, we have to, um, yeah. be genuine, authentic, yeah. and communicate with them as if we're communicating with another person, as right. opposed to, like... Some, right. like, authoritative... And not try to force it, exactly, either. Like, yeah. I've been with my agent now for four-plus years. Oh, wow. And, like, it's kind of just happened naturally as our interactions have increased because I'm starting to get more auditions, so, like, we just have more correspondence now. Before, we didn't have very much because I wasn't oh. getting a lot of auditions, and there just wasn't a lot of opportunity to chat with them. But, like, uh, before the pandemic, I would sometimes go into the office to record voiceovers like in a different department and like when I did I would see if it looked like he was busy like when I walked past the office like does this look like it's time for me to poke my head in or 
you know, should I not push it and just be like, hi, and then walk past? So it's a, it's a lot of navigating, and I don't know if anyone ever really learns it. Like, if I ever switch agents, I'll probably go back to the beginning where I feel, like, really insecure about yeah, it. And, yeah. You know, but now I do feel more confident having having gotten some work and some responses back. You know, like at the beginning when I was like, I don't have anything to offer you. I was like, yeah. I don't want to be sending you an email every day. Right, right. Yeah. Super fast. What made you start getting more auditions? Was it just time and them getting more familiar with you? Or was it like like the Vossi Verdon Vossi Verdon did not change anything for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it was, I mean, being in L.A., being available because before I was with the agent and I wasn't here, but also the showcase was a big game changer. Oh, okay. And I think like putting up materials. Oh. Like reels. Oh. Um. But for like, I feel like I'm a bad person to ask because I feel like the showcase was the game changer for me, and that's like an exception. Right. That's yeah. 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 But I think. The next biggest factor is time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know a lot of people right. do like casting director workshops too. Yeah. But um it's it's just sounds like you have to do something on your own as well as opposed to just wait. Absolutely. Yeah. You cannot wait around. And if it's like making your own stuff or just like going to build your own relationships, working on like smaller scale projects. When I first got here, I auditioned for a ton of student films oh. and, um, and just like people doing their own side projects. Like I did like a, a little like web series episode and then like somebody's UCLA film and you just okay. like meet people that way too. Yeah. And then build relationships and okay. just give it time. Okay, well, speaking about time, we oh, are out of time. We're done. I wish we could talk for more because I, I, I felt like I was just getting the swing of this podcasting oh. thing. But um, Yvette, such a pleasure. Yeah. Such a pleasure. I wish you the best. And you know, I'm sure we'll we'll meet again in the future, and we can hang out with Eduardo or whatnot. Yes, but yes. I'm so happy that I've met you. Oh. And um. You are a very kind and talented individual. Thank you. So I am honored to have met you. Oh, my gosh. Likewise, Ryan. And just when the podcast ended, the drummer stopped practicing. Wow. Look at that. Who knows? Maybe we'll have to re-record this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind, but you're welcome back anytime. Like you said... <laughs> She has she has some fans. I have some friends that follow wow. her. Oh, I know we didn't even get yeah. to the juicy topics of dating. I know, but it, I I felt like we were just such in a role with what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I don't want to force anything, you know what <laughs> I mean? That's right. Yeah. Can't force it. But it was such a pleasure to talk to you. You too. And I wish you the best and I will see you soon, I'm sure. Yes. Hey. Stay kooky. Yay! No, it's <laughs> our tagline. Stay kooky, folks. Alright. Well, thanks again, and I will see hey. you guys next time. See you next time. We're waving to the camera for the podcast listeners. I also want everyone
want to know, this is a fake tattoo. Okay. If anyone sees this Yo, and... Um... I was going to ask. I'm like, I didn't see that before. <laughs> no, that looks cool, fake. though. Is that like a henna tattoo? No, it's literally like a, you, the ones that you oh. wet for like 30 seconds. <laughs> was it for a project? No, just for fun. Oh, okay. Well, it looks very cool. I'm like, Thank well, that, you. If that is a cool... That's it's a very cool I know. tattoo. I do feel very yeah. ba- pretty badass, but... Yeah. That anyone... works, too. I haven't seen one of those before. Yeah, right? If anyone ever sees it and then in the future sees that I don't have it, I didn't get it removed. It's a fake tattoo. Oh. <laughs> and the plot thickens. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Yvette. Thanks for having me. Whew. We did it, Yvette. We did it. We did it. 